Good morning, church. <laughs> it is absolutely lovely to be here with you this morning. I feel like um, I haven't actually spoken on this stage and gone squeak in, uh, goodness, probably 18 months. So uh, I feel like I'm relearning a new skill this morning. And yeah, the title of today's talk is The Subversive Art of Making Space. A few months ago, I spoke on the art of submission. And in that talk, we looked at how we can practice different disciplines to help us learn to greater submit to the presence and the will of God. Today, in the same way, we'll be looking at ways in which we can create space within ourselves, within our lives, and how that then creates space in our community for the presence of God. So that we become a church that, there we go, is a praying and creating, praying and creating space for renewal in ourselves and our communities. This is our next part of the 365. So, okay, what's a subversive art? I think that's a very good question. It's a question I asked when I was given the title. What's subversive art? So, art or literature or films are considered subversive if they attempt to undermine the dominant values and traditions of a society. Hmm. Big thoughts, aren't they? Basically, what it's saying is art changes things. It's hard for us to imagine now, but the Beatles were considered radical and dangerous to the generation they came into, to the older generation. They were going to ruin the youth of the 1960s. If you were a youth in the 1960s, I assume if you didn't like the Beatles, you weren't ruined and you're okay. Next one. Eminem. Now, first time around, he was a very, very, very radical, you know, rapper. This time around, he's still very rude and I don't subscribe to listening to him. But he's a more establishment figure. Banksy. In the beginning, Banksy was a graffiti artist trying to undermine the big galleries and all the money they charged for their art. Irony, if you now find a Banksy on the wall, you're rubbing your hands with glee because it's worth a lot of money. If you're a council, you're cordoning it off. But each of those art forms has changed the world just a little bit, for better or for worse. It has subverted gone underneath the norms of society. Now, we are saying that we want to create a space in our community to change our community for the better by creating space and time. Last week, Joe did an amazing talk. If you haven't heard it, I do recommend you go back and have, a, and have a listen, have a look, because it was really good. He talked about worshipping God wholeheartedly. And he talked about how full, how crowded our lives are. How 
we are very seldom present in any given moment for the person in front of us, for the thing that we are doing. We multitask, we flit our attention from thing to thing, and we struggle to give our full attention to any one thing or even any one person at any one time. Because our minds and our lives are crowded. And to change that would be to go against the way society is. And it will be a new art form. So... To become an expert at anything, they say, this isn't scientific, I don't have a facts and figures, but they say about 10,000 hours to become an expert in anything. I am not an expert in creating space. I haven't spent 10,000 hours trying to do it. But I have started making baby steps. So, this is the first of three areas that we're going to look at. It's about how to create space within ourselves. And to look at this, we're going to look at the awkward subject of sin. So it says in Ephesians 4, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each one of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. (coughs) And do not let the devil get a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit all who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Brawling, 
and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ Jesus, God forgave you. So, many people outside of the church think one of the issues with the church is that we're all so hung up on sin. And in some ways, some parts of the church are more interested in sin than others. As a church, we don't talk about sin very often, but it's important. And I believe we need to give it some of our attention because when we do, we find a way in which to give a space for space inside of us for the Holy Spirit to do new things. If we give the grot in our lives to God and he takes it, as scripture says, as far as the east is from the west. There's no one here to tell me that's not east and west. You know what we mean, as he promises to do. Then it makes room, it creates room inside of us in which God can do something positive and good. From time to time, I look through my old prayer journals. I don't like what I see, generally. Nothing seems to have changed, constantly saying sorry for something. (laughs) But if you look at them more closely, though some things remain the same, Others have slowly changed and morphed. Attitudes in my mind have been made new. My desires start to look more holy, less selfish, putting others before myself, watching the way I speak. Honestly, some of it, slow, sometimes really painful progress. But it begins with the confession of my sin, with saying to God the things I've done wrong. My sin, my shame, the things that I find difficult, things that have happened in my life, things I have done that have been done to me, and my sense of unworthiness. When we start with those things and we give them to God, he can birth something new. When we confess our sins, when we admit the existence even of the rubbish and ask God to forgive us, then we are able to make a holy exchange. We've made a space inside of us where we give something and God can give us something back. In Luke 4, Jesus is quoting Isaiah 61, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. In Isaiah... It goes on to say, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, 
and provide those in Zion, those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them We aren't moving forward. Can we get... Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> I'm going back now. Sorry, I clicked too many, didn't I? There we go. And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Jesus is all about the exchange. Give me, Jesus says, your ashes and I will give you beauty. Jesus says, give me your despair. I will give you joy. Come to me with your mourning, your loss. I will give you comfort. Jesus offers a divine exchange when we come to him with our sin. So I want us to stop now and pray. Holy Spirit, if there are things in our lives in our actions or motivations, in our minds, hearts, words or deeds that make you unhappy. Please bring them to our minds now. Lord, we are sorry for our sin and we ask your forgiveness. Please take our sin as far as the east is from the west as you promise in the Bible. And Lord, we receive your forgiveness. And we ask that as we have made space within us, you would fill that space with something good, the opposite, the positive, that counteracts my sin, that will keep me moving in the right direction, forward towards you and your heart. Amen. And it's that easy. We stop, we say sorry, we ask for forgiveness, we choose to receive that forgiveness and ask the Holy Spirit to fill that space that the sin leaves as Jesus takes it away. Over many years of being a Christian, many years of being a Christian, (laughs) in my case, it is actually easy to forget sometimes the fundamentals of our faith especially ones like saying sorry for our sins. But none of us no longer sin. The Bible tells us, for we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And we need to be giving over all the negatives in our life, over and over, so that he can fill us with his life, with more hope, more joy, more Love and more of his divine presence. So, the next one's a little bit tricky. So if Joe says our attention span is now eight seconds, 
I'm hoping mine's a little longer than eight seconds, but Microsoft say that's what it is. Then how do we make more space in our lives? We practice. And I'm going to give you a few suggestions, starting with Philippians 4, where it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Love that picture. <laughs> I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Worship. Joe talked to us about wholeheartedly worshiping last week. If you want to make space for God, rejoice. Find a way to worship. When you sing, it's very hard to think about anything else. You can find it hard, but then we practice. Find a quiet spot and sing. Sing your favorite worship song. Recenter your heart. Find a quiet spot. Paint a picture. Find a quiet spot. Go for a walk and tell God how amazing creation is. Worship. Be thankful. Thanks is actually counter-cultural. Saying thank you, being thankful, telling people they're great giving them some encouragement. Look for the good. Say thank you for others, to God and to others, and push the negativity around you back by choosing to live in the opposite spirit. Pray. And do pray. Don't put it off to later pray. Don't tell somebody, I'll pray about that later. How many of you said that and later have forgotten to pray? Pray. It doesn't take 20 minutes often to pray into a subject. Often it's giving something your yes and amen. Pray. Do it in the moment. 
especially with these people. With these people, it can't hurt to pray. (laughs) We love Jesus. Join in the lunchtime prayer session. Join the early morning prayer session. That's 15 minutes of your life. On a daily basis, that's not a lot. Baby steps. Learning how to make space in our lives. Look for what is good. Looking for what is good is countercultural. I think the internet often shows us that. Find me a YouTube video that focuses on what's good in something compared to the 30 that tell me how awful it is. It's interesting that looking for the good in a person or in an activity goodness sake, in a film, in a book, in anything. (laughs) Find the good and call it out. Call it out because that's the opposite spirit to our culture. Hold it in your brain. Keep it there and let it, again, push back the negativity in the world in which we live. I'm always going to encourage you to do this one. Read your Bible. It says, look at what you've seen or heard in me and put it into practice. Look at what you can see and hear and read in the Bible and put it into practice. That's countercultural. That will change you. And read it out loud if you can. If you're actually going to a physical book or in your phone, read it out loud if you can. Because you can read and think about 27 other things at the same time. Reading out loud, it's much more difficult. I'm speaking out loud at you. I'm not thinking about what we're having for dinner. Well, like I am now. But, yeah, when things come out of your mouth, they also go into your ears. <laughs> However, there are a hundred other ways to access the Bible. You don't have to be able to read if you're dyslexic. If you have issues with reading, there are so many online Bibles and apps that will read it to you. But you have to give it some time and some space. It'll keep you focused. Oh, no, not that one. Okay. I didn't do a slide for and receive peace. (laughs) I did do 94 others, so we're not going to worry too hard. (laughs) Peace. The scripture ends with, and the peace of God that will transcend All understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Receive peace. Peace is like quietness in our souls. It's a deep thing. Peace and quiet are not the same thing. Peace in us is quietness, is stillness, is space within our souls. There's a theory... um, that the last person to have truly experienced silence in the UK died 150 years ago. Sometime pre-industrial revolution. I think the closest I have got recently was during lockdown. And it was scary walking down the middle of the dual carriageway in town and there being no cars no people, no sound. 
Honestly, we don't like silence very much. It's odd to us because it is not our culture. Silence is countercultural. It's different. A few years ago, I, I did a silent retreat for a weekend. And I tell you, to start off with, it was painful. <laughs> but by the end... I actually felt filled up by God because I'd made space and time for the Holy Spirit. I'd spent a lot of time confessing my sin and getting stuff out and being filled up with these things, with peace, with joy, with hope. So this list, it it isn't complicated. We have said, worship, be thankful, pray, look for the good, read your Bible. What can you do? Which one of these things do you have time? Which can you create time and space for in your life? To choose to recenter yourself on God, to give Him your full attention. And that is actually how we make space, it's how we do everything. We choose. We choose to put something down and to pick something else up. We can say, I can't, it's a great go to word, but actually, we can, if we choose to, we can. If there's one thing I'm going to recommend to you this morning, more than anything else. It's now going to go forward two slides because I pressed it twice. It's not going to go forward at all. Okay. It's not going to go forward three. There we go. It's this. Lectio 365. If you have a smartphone, this is a free app that you can download. It's uh, 24-7 who are our friends. They're good people. It's very sound for anybody who's having moments that they think it might not be. So in the morning, there is a around 10-minute Bible reading, prayer, and thought for the day. You can read it, or you can listen to it, and it takes 10 minutes of your life. In the evening, there's another less than 10-minute devotional, which leads you through giving your worries over to God, saying sorry for your sins, and receiving God's peace. It has short Bible verses and a very gentle rhythm. That's 10 minutes of your life. I use it every night. Just before I go to sleep, I listen to it. I feel like it's a bit of a reset on my day, a reset and a refocus. We'll try again tomorrow. I give it all away, I receive God's peace, I sleep, which is wonderful. Ten minutes. It's a very good resource. And there are a lot of other resources out there, but this is an easy one to start with. So, okay, how does that create change in our community? Well, I believe that if enough of us do these kinds of things, 
There is a change in us individually, but there also becomes a change in us as a community. And the more a group of people are all doing the same things, what is normal in a society changes. And if people see us finding peace and hope and joy, well, I'm going to tell you that's actually infectious. That change affects your family. It affects your friends, people at college, people at work, people at school. It'll affect your small group. Renewal in you, more of God in you, makes a difference outside of you. Because peace is attractive. People will want to know what you've got, how you got it, and why you are different. In a world of hurry, a world where people don't think they have a choice, you can model a different way. And a different way that will lead people toward Jesus. And in that way, actually creating space inside of yourself and in our lives becomes an act of evangelism. I don't know about you, I don't consider myself to be a great evangelist. I do my best, I do my best. But actually, our lives speak volumes. And if we are different, if we change, then the world around us changes. So I'm going to invite the band up now. And I want us to close in prayer. And I want us to close in prayer together. Um, I have a list of statements that I'm going to put up on the screen, one at a time. And... I would like us to stand and say them together as our response this morning. And even if you can only manage one of them, then just making the statement, just saying, I want to choose to God, saying my heart is willing, even if you aren't quite able yet, is a great place to start. So, I'm just going to run through them and let us read them, and then we're going to stand and pray them together. I choose to say sorry, to repent of my sin, so there is, no, so there is more space in me for the Holy Spirit, because I want my life to shine and make a difference. I choose to put down my phone and focus on Jesus, because I want to make space in my life because I want my life to shine and make a difference. I choose to put worship music on and sing as I drive or cook or walk to give glory to Jesus, because I want my life to shine and make a difference. I choose to say thank you so that I am a blessing to God and everyone I meet, because I want my life to shine and bring glory to Jesus. I choose to look for and see the good to be found in everyone I meet, that I might make a difference and radiate hope to those around me because I want my life to shine and give glory to Jesus. I choose to read your word, Lord, to listen to it, to drink it in. May it become life and hope to me, spiritual food that makes me strong 
so that my life might shine and bring glory to Jesus. Okay, so can we stand? Go back to the beginning. Okay. So God, we want to come before you and declare, Lord, I choose to say sorry, to repent of my sin, so there is more space in me for the Holy Spirit. Because I want my life to shine and make a difference. I choose to put down my phone and focus on Jesus because I want my make space in my life, because I want my life to shine and make a difference. I choose to put worship music on and sing as I drive or cook or walk to give glory to Jesus because I want my life to shine and make a difference. I choose to say thank you so that I am a blessing to God and everyone I meet because I want my life to shine and bring glory to Jesus. I choose to look for and see the good to be found in everyone I meet, that I might make a difference and radiate hope to those around me because I want my life to shine and give glory to Jesus. I choose to read your word, Lord. May it become life to listen it in may it become life and hope to me spiritual food that makes me strong so that my life might shine and bring glory to Jesus Lord God we want to shine to radiate your presence and your goodness to everyone around us we want to see change in our world as we make space in our lives for you may space open up in our families and friends, our workplaces and schools, as we give you space and time, as we replace bad habits for good, our wasting time fulfilling time with you, may we begin to shine. And as we do, make a difference in our community, seeing space open up that can be filled with you and people coming to know you as Lord and Saviour of their lives. Amen.